This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. The following is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Super excited about this episode. Um, Ashley Bracey is with us, an open-hearted mystic, mother of four, entrepreneur, and uh, all-around fabulous person, psychonaut. Um, Ashley, welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I love to get together with high-vibing people and talk about this, uh, this topic. So thank you for being here. It's great to meet you. Thank you. You too. So Ashley, we just, uh, the last episode we had Christine Stinkwist on and uh, Christine told a great story about her journey, um, accomplishing amazing things, but then being uh, very depressed, uh, being on a suicide hotline. She uh, went to a ketamine clinic, got some relief, then started using psilocybin and really did a lot of soul work, a lot of healing. Talked about reclaiming uh, some past experiences, seeing herself and seeing seeing herself better and differently, seeing those experiences differently. Um, hearing that, I was loving it for what it was, but also knowing that you were going to be on next. I know that you have done some soul work using psilocybin. Uh, can, can you... Is, is that a good point for you to jump in? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of the main reasons why I love psilocybin and plant medicine in general is because of how it's contributed to my healing and reintegrating some dark, <laughs> hard things about my human experience. So that's definitely a good lead-in for me. That's that's why I champion these type of conversations, even though they're a little bit vulnerable <laughs> and taboo even to have. So I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about that. Awesome. And, and thank you for being willing to be um, as vulnerable as you feel safe to do so. Um, I think that we were just talking uh, before we started recording about how we get so used to hiding so much of whether it's psychedelic use or really ultimately so much of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if we all felt a little more vulnerable, we could actually connect with each other even easier. I know. That's so true. That vulnerability draws us closer together. There's certain level of um, earned vulnerability that I think, you know, there's, there's a, a badge of honor, so to speak, when other people are, are um, courageous enough to go into their own subconscious. When, other, when I meet other people who are doing plant medicine, I feel it's a strange thing, but I, I feel more drawn in just because I know that they're they're doing their own personal journey and their work. I don't really know anyone who does this for recreation <laughs> or just to play or party. It's because you want to become more um, healed and whole and aligned. And so, yeah, the, I, I I will say talking about my journey is a vulnerable thing, but knowing that you all are all have, have been doing that as well, it, it gives me a little bit extra permission <laughs> to lean in and show you some of this stuff. So. Thank you. Well, and a wonderful, I love in this space how we can teach each other. And, yeah. and you know, having come out of a, a cult, I'm just going to say the word, <laughs> um, you know, I really don't want to tell anyone to tell me how to think, what to do. and But I love the sharing in this space of like, oh, you know, I did this. And then, 
you know, everyone's free to just say, that's cool, I'm going to imitate it, or think, that's kind of crazy. I'm not. And so <laughs> a, a crazy moment I had with you um, years ago <laughs> is when uh, you told me about going back and visiting your younger self. And so, you know, half of me is like, that's that's really out there. But I really was, I was, I was fascinated. I, f- I fixated on that story because it sounded so healing and healthy and wonderful but you know i was kind of caught up at the time like is this real is this bullshit what and (laughs) and it doesn't matter right i mean because you had an experience in your mind and who you know i since have imitated you on that went back talk with younger steve um it was fabulous thank you very much um so tell tell me about uh going back and visiting younger ashley and maybe you've seen future ashley and tell me about those those witchy time travel experiences (laughs) for me they haven't been voluntary like it's not like I set up a system or or I do a, I have a methodology for it I just it just sort of um, organically unfolds and you know the first time that that happened I was by myself and I was doing some psilocybin not a huge dose just uh, just enough to kind of cre- you know allow me to get creative on some things so maybe a little over a microdose but I ended up having just images of me as a little child show up into the my mind's eye and I was able to sit with my pain and uh, look at look at things. I mean, basically, I <laughs> there she was, little Ashley with the mullet and the huge bottle cap glasses and a heavy, heavy heart. Um, I was probably about seven years old when, you know, the, the images were coming in. And, um, you know, the turned down lip and just the, the feeling of ache. You know, I, I was the youngest of seven girls and we had a really tumultuous childhood and I held a lot of pain and um, eventually ended up running away from home. But um, at that time, you know, I had, I was actually suicidal at that age. I was suicidal at six years old. And I remember building this huge altar of rocks and care, you know, going around and finding these rocks and creating an altar. And I, my suicidality was kind of interesting. It was in the form of um, believing that if I had cleaned my slate enough <laughs> and asked for forgiveness from everyone in the family that I could on a certain day go out to this altar of mine and, and the wind would blow in such a way and I would be become dust. And, and I, was, oh, wow. I was visiting with that little girl that had this big dream to like be done. <laughs> and um, I was able to, in that space, just look at her and uh, look at her in the eyes and send her love. And when I when I began to feel that compassion for her, it wasn't in this victim-y, poor me way. It was, it was, you know, just sort of reintegrating or just loving on my inner child. And it was so cool because I, I felt this bolt of electric energy leave my heart space and, and just soar over to her. And it's so strange because it felt, you know, I'm pretty empathic and in tune with my body. So when this jolt of love left my heart, I knew I was sending it to to at little Ashley, and I had been reading all kinds of things about quantum physics too. So you know, time isn't linear, and right. I had this really cool notion or epiphany that I've been saving myself with love this whole time. When I when I think back on her and send her love, and then it was cool because yeah, I time traveled to the future too. I can envision myself as an old lady doing that for me now, and so it. Be- it, it was this beautiful, empowering notion that, you that know, I'm, cool. I'm the source of love and healing for myself, mm-hmm. and I have been all along. So, 
That is fantastic imagery. I love that. It, it's it's no, nothing something that I it's not something that I had even imagined attempting or even being a thing. I've seen myself kind of as a higher self thing, but like as far as travel, space and time travel, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I look forward to purposely attempting things like that in the future. That's that's fantastic imagery. Okay, so, so I'm a biology major, science, <laughs> I'm a lawyer, critical. Is it even worth discussing? I mean, what what is this experience? Does it, does it happen, does it not happen? Is it in the mind? What What is the experience? Well, gosh, I'm not sure that I could articulate it. You know, it's an ineffable, uh, maybe it's just visualizations. Um, maybe, I mean, I don't know. There's this a this is a deep word. Is it real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've done it. Of course it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's this really cool um, movie called Interstellar, and it, it gives me a really cool visual to understand uh, how how that experience might have worked for me. And he actually falls through the time and space of his life. And he looks back, he's out floating around in the cosmos. And it, it, you got to watch the movie at some point, because for me, it actually creates a visual uh, for me to be able to look at how I experience my past self and my future self. Mm. And, you know, I don't have the right words to explain it. But if you're looking for an image, watch that movie and you'll know what part. It is. It's pretty cool. You know, psychedelics, uh, psilocybin, it really does make me question reality. But <laughs> but I think in great ways, right? Because, I mean, you know, you and I have time traveled. And, I mean, okay, it sure changed my life. Sounds like it changed your life. 100%. How is that not real? Yeah. And then I'm thinking, okay, so, you know, maybe I have breaks on reality. I have blinders up. But then I look at my own what anyone objectively would call real how I wake up how I talk to Sarah how I talk to my kids how I mm -hmm. what I do during a day you know these crazy you know carnival psychedelic experiences they absolutely affect that reality they make me more present exactly. they make me show up yeah and from a brain like just looking at the brain and what happens to the brain and I'm not a scientist or anything like that so I can't I can't speak in, you know, all the terms needed for you to be able to understand, but for what I do know is that, you know, that we have these neural pathways that go around in our normal waking life constantly moving, and when we meditate or do things like psilocybin or any kind of plant medicine that puts us in an altered state of consciousness, what happens is our brain gets to have new pathways, new neural pathways de to develop. And, you know, those new pathways are basically new thoughts, and then new thoughts can create a new... It, I mean, if you read any of Joe Dispenza's work, how he talks about uh, how, how our thoughts that we think daily create our personality, and our personality creates our reality, and so on. So just from the brain function standpoint, this, I mean, what we're doing is allowing our brain to shake the snow globe and have a new uh, opportunity to grow and evolve. So that's why I'm a huge believer. Well, in an episode with Sarah, we were talking about how uh, she wrote down Steve, question mark, what do we do? And so, you know, the answer that came to her is Steve loves me as much as he can. It's not enough. And we were both like, okay, okay, well, what do we do with that? And it didn't occur to us that 
that reality could change. And it's mm. it's mm-hmm. so much because of plant medicine that I saw, and that's the starting point. Well, I think first I saw that I have worth, that I have value, that, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of fell in love with Steve for the first time ever. And then as, as a result of that, you know, I learned, wow, I don't love wholly. I only love partially. And so, you know, the the silliness, the the <laughs> the trip of psychedelics, it helped me dial in and actually change reality mm-hmm. for the better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Me too. And I think in that case, does it matter if it's real? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, yeah. What does real mean? Because, right. oh, our relationship, <laughs> my life, it's, it's real. The changes. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I think reality is relative. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that uh, just like when you have any kind of placebo, if the placebo, placebo works, does it matter that it was a placebo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I know is it's made me more compassionate, more in tune with myself and my children, uh, more aligned with who I want to be as I age, and I'm more comfortable with who I have been. So that I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's been a beautiful, beautiful pathway t- towards healing. So elaborate on that, if you will. Um, well, I mean, like any. Sadly, it's so sad to say this, but like most women I know, I've struggled in with feeling safe in this world. You know, I've had a lot of sexual trauma from very, very early on and just a lot of abuse and um, hardship. And I mean, I could get specific, but we'll not do that <laughs> for now. It's just been a, it's been tumultuous. And um, I wasn't even, I mean, I, I had a lot of odd factors in my childhood. Like we weren't even schooled. My mom took us out of school when I was in kindergarten and didn't really put us back in. And we basically were raised on the Bible. And um, that's one of the big reasons why I left home when I was 13, other than the lack of safety. And And I mean, very fundamentalist Christian, right? Yes, very fundamentalist Christian. and, um, And there was abuse in the home and I've done a lot of work on just healing that my gosh you know my last ayahuasca journey and got to spend time with my father and he's was a part of that story obviously and it was I mean the forgiveness and the love and the compassion and um, the setting things straight that that gets to happen in these spaces is it's beautiful and it's not always euphoric you know sometimes it's (laughs) it's painful and it's ugly but Mm -hmm. in the end you get away you walk away with with more healing. So I'm beautiful or I'm grateful for that, that beautiful opportunity. But yeah, there's, you know, for me, it's been, um, a journey of accepting my odd (laughs) eclectic self, you know, I think being, I would put quotations on homeschooled because it was mainly the Bible (laughs) that that we being homeschooled and then having my first year of school being, you know, ninth grade, there was always this feeling for me of like being kind of on the outside looking in and also like, who am I in the world and why am I so different? And, you know, I just, it, there was, it was, a, there was a lot of maybe withholding of my authentic self and, um, and also feeling unsafe and, um, not sure how to, it, how to reconcile some of the hard experiences that I had from the hands of people who loved me, you know, or I loved as well. So, yeah, I know that's a really, <laughs> no, it's, I mean, because that's the thing. We could, I just touch and go on some oh, of those things. Oh, I know. We, we could spend 
God, we could spend 10 episodes on this. I mean, yeah. you know, you're a total autodidact, read, you know, 100 or so books a year and, you know, just thirst for knowledge. Um, but on top of this Bobby Boucher, you know, slash very abusive childhood in the Deep South, I mean, it really makes for an extraordinary individual. And I would imagine a lot that needs to be healed and sorted out to... I imagine it's probably going to be a lifetime journey, you know? Seems like you're doing great with it. I feel, I feel, uh, I feel great. I feel happy to have moved the needle significantly from, you know, when I was in my twenties, you know, I had this dark night of the soul where even in church I had had hardships like that. And, um, and so I wrote off church. I wrote off God. I felt completely alone in the world. I don't have family out here in Utah because I ran away from home in Alabama so I felt in my 20s, man, gosh, I felt like an orphan soul just trying to make sure that I survived the day, basically. And, mm-hmm. you know, here I am. I'm 37 now. And, you know, I, what I'm really grateful for is my connection to the divine not being so misplaced as it was before plant medicine. I feel enraptured and protected and safe and loved. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I think that uh, in my own experiences, I think that I I feel similarly where I used to even hate the word spiritual because it to me meant religion Mm -hmm. and it was very shoved aside. I I grew up here in Utah, but there there is a love, an unconditional love expressed through plant medicine that I think that few of us experience anywhere else that past, present, future, and everything everything in between, any other time, space, dimension, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. You are loved. Yes. And you are love. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, brought my sisters, two of my sisters out here um, to, Al- or to Utah from Alabama to do uh, a psilocybin with me uh, at one point. Awesome. Just because I'm like, please, you know, I'm always the one pushing them, try new mm-hmm. things, you know. And... Um, and that was their message too. I mean, one of them got a tattoo of the the you know the area that we had done it and the, the way the moon looked, and she, because it was such a significant night for her, right? Um, to feel That's so, so cool. connected to love. And I remember her looking up. She's like, "I can see there's this grid thing." And I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> there is this grid thing." <laughs> so it's right there. <laughs> I get all I get all quantum physicsy with her, and she's like, "I." <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> but it's beautiful to look at the way that the trees come alive and, and the earth breathes. And, the, you know, to do it out in nature is the be- most beautiful thing ever. You know, oh, it feels so connected. So. so a lot of healing to get to get you to what what I would say is a wonderful place um, and a wonderful place to launch into the future. Um, talk a bit about your future. What do you want to do, and in what role do you think uh, plant medicine, psilocybin, might have in that? Well, I'd like to at some point. Well, uh, to be honest with you, on my on my ayahuasca journey, I got to do ayahuasca recently, and Steve was there, and it was an awesome experience. And Chris, uh, the producer, was there. Cut that out if you don't want that out there. <laughs> I've always wanted to write a book. Um, I do lots of different things right now. I'm in real estate and I numerology and all kinds of little entrepreneurial projects, but I've always wanted to write a book and Mother Ayahuasca gave me the outline. So I'm so excited to get to work on that. I'm going to write wow, a book. That's fun. And honestly, it's it's a little bit uh, maybe this is a little, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. 
I'm tripping over my words here, but one thing I'm really invested in is being a matriarch in my family. I, I make videos for my grandkids, and I don't even have any, obviously, but I am invested in making sure my, my lineage gets the love and protection that they need. So I, I envision my future self. I'm going to have, I, you know, shave sides and a long Viking gray beard. <laughs> and I'm just going to be that hippie grandma that takes care of my children and their children spiritually. That's, that's who I want to be. And my, you know, I'll write a book and I'll make some art and I'll make some good meals. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> that's what I really that's, care about. That's fantastic. I love that. I love it. Um, but you did say beard. I said so beard. You said beard. I <laughs> I'm mean, gonna maybe. have a long gray beard. I you meant should. braid, <laughs> a Viking braid. Wow, I cannot. I believe just I suddenly said started <laughs> imagining you with this long beard. I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah wow. that's goals. That's, yeah, that's some real goals. <laughs> I'm looking over at Steve. That's probably. What <laughs> I was. I was just stunned. I'm visualizing. I'm like, All right, you do you, babe. <laughs> you know, you, I wouldn't put it past me. I like, <laughs> I like to trigger people. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> to be honest with you, my journey is everyone has their own journey. And so the way I did, I read lots of books before I ever jumped in. Um, it, it allowed me to feel like I feel like I got ahead of the curve in this way, because whenever I'd have like ego stuff come up or, or I'd see anything scary, I had the templates. I had all the information for why this was happening and what to do. Oh, no, that's a that's a super important thing, because obviously when people start to feel the call, they want to do some research. And so when I first started feeling the call, I would Google ayahuasca death, ayahuasca dead, ayahuasca breathing, you know, know, psilocybin (laughs) heart attack. And, you know, so, yeah, that's the starting point is, will this stuff kill me? And then it's like, okay, well, what can it do for me? Um, You actually recommended some great books for me um, when I was starting out what you know since you do read so much what are some recommendations you have for people yeah oh my gosh okay well one of the hallmark ones right now that most people that I know who are interested in this topic um, have read it's called um, how to change your mind by Michael Pollan I also highly recommend when uh, when plants dream by Daniel Pinchbeck Um, he actually kind of talks about because we're in a renaissance period right now he actually talks about some of the the things to look out for, like, you know, everyone's commodifying these experiences mm-hmm. and, you know, shamans are popping up everywhere and they, and they want to make money off of you and so on and so forth. So he kind of gives you some really like a, a guidebook, uh, uh, on how to, and he also, one of the beautiful, sorry, you, you, you asked for book recommendations, but then I went, I'm, <laughs> I'm fully in, I love this book, Dan, uh, Daniel Pinchbeck's book. He actually talks about how these plants have an, an intelligence, mm-hmm. um, and in a symbiotic relationship with us humans. And so uh, it gives you a deeper sense of reverence. So that one, uh, uh, Food of the Gods by Terrence McKenna, is a really beautiful one as well. And right now I'm reading a book. It's, it's called LSD in the Mind of the Universe by Michael Bache. And I'm just completely enamored with really? it. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. So those are just a few. Um, Stealing fire, that probably got me started on being willing to uh, uh, incorporate plant medicine just because it talked about different levels of flow state and different ways to get there, and plant medicine was one of them. 
and I thought it was a rebellious, brilliant book. <laughs> I loved it. So, yeah, those are a few. I, I think I gave you five. So, yeah. I That's love it. awesome. Perfect. I love that there's so much out there that we can use to educate ourselves. Yes. So much more than, than has been, at least in our current awareness, mm-hmm. for, for quite some time. So it's, it's fantastic. I love being able to give people resources to educate themselves. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because for me, um, being able to know what to expect allowed me to know how to navigate some of the uncomfortable things. And for the most part, it, my experiences have been loving and almost euphoric, um, but I've had a few kind of, you know, because you're dancing with the subconscious, you're going you're gonna to bump into some imagery that mm-hmm. might not be mm-hmm. pleasant. And so to know how to react when that happens. Um, and ha- when I've been with, like, with my sisters, how to walk them through how mm-hmm. to react, I, invaluable. So I really awesome. am glad that I was able to do the research beforehand. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, we can have these moments where they get scary, they get sad. And so uh, you think that some of the research you did, some of the reading helped you relax, surrender, yeah. and get the most out of those. Absolutely. And feel safe, even though it was uncomfortable. I always say I'm willing to be uncomfortable if I'm learning. You know, I'm, I'm willing. So, you know, the uncomfortable things do pop up, especially because you are looking at your subconscious and there there are wounds there there are collective images there there your own personal fears there and you know i've had some really funny things happen within that space just (laughs) kind of laughing at myself for my reaction you know i'm walking by a painting all of a sudden there's like this scary image you know anyway it's it's beautiful it's fun it's good it's it's a it's worth the effort to do the research in my opinion so yeah Love it. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. It was great to meet you in person. And you too. You too. hopefully we'll we'll have you back. Yeah, we'll have, so have you back and see where the journey where the journey leads. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you both. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.